Startup Life, Entrepreneurship, Innovation. Welcome to the Started at KDC podcast. Hallo allemaal en welkom in een nieuwe podcast van Started. Vandaag hebben we opnieuw een Engelstalige podcast, want onze gast komt uit Italië. Uh, ze is de founder van Destination Everywhere Accessible Travel en haar volledige naam is Eleonora Sensori, maar geen idee of ik het juist uitspreek. Enjoy! Hello Eleonora, thanks for being here. Hello, hi, and thank you for having me here. Can you pitch uh, the story of Destination Everywhere Accessible Travel? Sure. Um, Destination Everywhere is an online platform um, promoting travel for people with disabilities. We started in 2017. That's when the first website went online. And um, we are looking around the world for specialized to, uh, tour operators that um, organize holidays all over the world for people with different types of disabilities. Um, for the moment, we're focusing on tours that are adapted for people with mobility impairments, but um, we'll be opening uh, more to more um, special needs as, uh, as time goes by. Um, are you the sole founder of the company? Yes, um, I'm, the sole, I'm the first founder and uh, in uh, 2018, Um, a new partner, business partner came in, a business angel who is now co-founder. And I work with um, my friend and colleague uh, Enrica Laneri, who does all the video productions and um, all the marketing and the social media. All right. Okay. So um, have you experienced any uh, problems being a female founder? Uh, not so far, because honestly... Um, the reception here in Belgium has been great. Yes, uh, I come from Italy, which is a country that is not as easy for uh, for a woman for multiple reasons. Tell But, me. Uh, well, basically, um, I'm 43 now. Yes. And what I noticed when I was younger, um, I started working in 2001 when I had just graduated. And I didn't expect there to be any difference in the way I was treated because I was a woman. Um, but I noticed that my voice wasn't being heard as okay. much as the voice of my male colleagues. And, um, and I always thought, okay, it's me, I have to work harder because clearly I'm doing something wrong. I have to you know, work more, I have to do something different. And then I noticed that, no, it's just that sometimes I was the only woman in the room and my voice wasn't really being heard as it should. And, um, and I noticed that it was this, this was one of the elements when I started working for a Spanish company, where um, contrarily to, to how it had been before, um, we were all very equal. So that, that's the element that really made me understand that yes, there was a gender bias in, uh, in the way I was um, perceived. But how, so, how did you try to overcome that bias? working hard <laughs> and did you feel like it helped yes i think so because i i grew up a lot as a professional and all the work i've put in in the many different jobs and positions that i have um, had in the past um, is what i am now putting to work for my own company so in this sense um, also moving to belgium was a, a great thing because here also i perceive that uh, there is more equality Um, in the professional in the professional world 
But, and how um, how do you use this equality to your advantage? Are you actually are you are you aware uh, of it? Do you do you do things differently because you know there's a certain bias? Although even though there's more equality in Belgium, no, no, I've always behaved. Uh, you know, I've always my approach is I'm in the room. I'm with other people. We're men. We're women. For me, we're all equal. Honestly, I I do not behave differently. And um, I've never behaved differently and I continue to, to do so. But sometimes, yes, I realized, yes, the fact that I'm a woman has can um, have a negative impact. In But, what way? Uh, um, it's a question of being uh, credible. Okay. In Belgium, you mean? No, no, everywhere. Yeah. Um, when you're the only woman in the room, sometimes it's, um, it's, it's really difficult to make ideas go through. But um, I must say that with age and, you know, being in your 40s helps because um, you, are, you have um, a stronger uh, self-awareness. You're more self-aware. You're aware of your skills and of your, your power and of your potential. And um, so certainly you sell yourself better. I think that's interesting because most people would say that the younger, the better. But you think you don't think so? In my experience, coming from uh, let's say from uh, from my country and from uh, the sectors I've worked in, um, being a bit older helps to be more um, uh, yes, I've just cred credible. I don't know if it's the right word in English now. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I get what you're. I get what you're, what you're saying. Um, you have more authority. Yeah. So, was 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 that the reason you moved to you decided to move to Belgium? No, no, no. Okay. I wanted to have uh, another experience abroad, and uh, and I've settled uh, pretty nicely. So much so that I decided to open a company here, and I'm very happy of this choice. Do you feel like working with men is still tough? No, no, no. But I I've never perceived it as as tough. I I realized only afterwards that some things had been more difficult for me. But um, but I like working with men. I like. Wait, what? I've then what things are you are you talking about specifically? Uh, well, I'll give you an I'll give an example, and this is related also to the age factor. Uh, when I was I think 30 or 31 with a friend and colleague, I'm a cultural anthropologist at the base, and with a fellow anthropologist, we applied for funding um, with the British Library in London to do a big digitalization project. And um, we found the money, we wrote the project, we found the money, we got the money and um, we ran the whole project and delivered it. And we organized one last meeting, uh, a half day conference uh, was in Tuscany to present the project. And we were introduced by this lady who was the director of this big national archive to come on stage and to present the project as the girls will now come and present the project. My goodness. Exactly. Especially because in Italy, uh, when you have a university degree, it is a question of, um, of etiquette. You are called either dottore if you're a man or dottoressa if you're a woman. And we were in a context where this rule is very much valid. So the fact that she introduced us as the girls kind of undermined completely you know our our role that's awful exactly that's really awful this, and this how, is how did you respond to that though we did our presentation <laughs> but you, you you didn't say anything about his no rude no 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 expression. no 
No, because in a way you risk uh, being accustomed to it, but you notice it. And um, I think the best way is to uh, bring a new approach in your work. So when it's you who decides, then you know what not to do. Okay. I would never introduce a female colleague as the girls. Girl, yeah. I'll come and explain. Mm. It's really, it's really condescending too. Exactly. Um, now, how would you? What would your advice be for other female founders who are uh, facing uh, this gender bias uh, anywhere in the world? What would your advice be? Well, the the situation is very different, you know, in different countries, and also it depends on your age. Uh, I really do hope, and I get the idea that um, the, the millennials have a very good relationship in this in this sense so that roles are much more equal than uh, than they were for my generation but mostly it wasn't my generation it was the generation that um, of our bosses at okay. the time so it's really it's really that but it's still out there the gender bias right I think so it is I think it is and and what would you what would you, your advice be uh, for other female founders? Well, my advice is if, if you find blocks, build a strong network of um, other women professionals and be, you know, uh, solidaire, uh, how do you in, friend, uh, in English? Um, try and build strong alliances. Yes. Because um, another woman can always be a resource and, you know, you... We have different relationships between men and women, between women and women, and uh, it's um, it's always a precious resource, and you can um, build a lot on uh, on strong alliances. So not not to be, not to separate. I I'm always for you know we we are Bundling all together forces. and we can build together. Yes. But um, I'm finding that. Um, a strong network of other women professionals is a great resource. Now, are you ta- are you talking about exclusively female professionals? Because don't you think there sh- men should be uh, should be more aware of their attitude towards women? Yes, I think so. But in some contexts, um, it's difficult to change the mentality. So Absolutely. maybe, yeah, maybe you're not going to make it right away. So in the meantime, you find your allies. And uh, and you know you you work your way into into the world you want to to change. Okay. Um, so um, have you raised capital in the past? Not yet, and I'm going to be doing it at the end of this year. So I am very curious how that's going to go <laughs> because it's a it's a new thing. But um, yeah, in this sense, we we're going to be doing it um, together with uh, with my business partner, who is a guy. Marco, <laughs> so so let's see, you know how how this works. Before I dive further into the subject of raising funding for uh, a, a female founder, I want to know if it helps partnering with a male uh, business partner in order to av- avoid the, the gender bias. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it may. The roles have to be very clear. But um, but no, I'm definitely personally I'm not using that to to overcome a gender bias. No, I um, no. Okay, so then when we're talking about raising funding um, in Belgium, there's a, a, an organization for specifically to help uh, female founders raise funding. Do you think we need more of those? Because it's 
I mean, the funding climate is really masculine. Mm-mm. Yes, probably yes. That that's why I said I'm I'm very curious um, now that I'm entering this phase where I'm going to be uh, raising funding. I want to see the neck the female networks that are active. So I'm very interested in uh, in this and um, and talking to uh, female VCs, for example. But not exclusively. It doesn't you know you don't have to separate. But um, I'm actually curious to compare the approach between you know asking money to a man or a woman <laughs> so <laughs> because that's a very delicate issue and it's the um, the trust issue um, what do you mean trust issue i mean that when you're uh when you're pitching your you know your your company for funding um the person on the other side has to trust you has to give you a certain value so if you're selling yourself to a man or to a woman that value may actually be different And how are you planning to approach this? By trying various contexts, various ways, and seeing which one works best. <laughs> so it's really a matter of trying, failing, repeating. Exactly. It's really trying and error. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, so what other challenges are you currently facing with your, your startup? I imagine you, you tar- you're targeting a very specific market. So I'm wondering what challenges lie ahead for you. Well, in um, for the moment, and this, you know, the, nothing to do with the uh, with gender, but um, what we're really trying to work on is the language that we use in our marketing. Okay. Because we're really trying to adapt um, our language in order to be able to communicate with people who have a disability. There are compl- totally different ways of perceiving one's disability. There are people, for example, who own their disability and make it also a question, you know, there's advocates uh, fighting for, for disability rights, people saying, I have a disability and I, you know, I'm go- I want to fight um, to have all that I want, all that I need. And there are people who have a disability who do not uh, want to even talk about it. Uh, what we sell are tours and holidays and leisure activities that are adapted and inclusive. And we would like to reach, you know, all of these um, types of potential customers because we really have um, an offer which is very, very well crafted. And uh, we really take pride in choosing the right tour operators that really know how to cater For a person, for example, who's traveling in a wheelchair to Southeast Asia, it can be frightening, but we have the tour operators that can make it smooth and enjoyable and make it an experience. And what we're really working on is how to convey our product to the customers. So okay. now it's really the, the language, the okay. language and the, and and do the you, content. Do you already have a team in place? Yes, we do. So uh, Enrica does all the videos and photos and uh, she's taking care of all the social social media marketing and um, and communication. Uh, then in our team, there's Toma. Uh, Toma works uh, a little bit for us and a little bit for Decalage, which is a nonprofit association that organizes trips for people who use a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're based here in Brussels and they also host our office. So we love them very much. <laughs> and uh, and Tuma also works for us, uh, works with us, and he searches for accessible destinations. He does a lot of writing. 
um, content. And um, every more or less every three months, we have interns coming from uh, mainly from Italy for now, from the University of Turin. Now we have Andrea. Uh, today is his last day, but uh, he was uh, with us for three months and he, he did a good job. <laughs> Very so, good job. So uh, your team is diverse as well? Yes. You're not exclusively hiring uh, female employees. It's really, I mean, you're not focused on building a female-oriented company. No, no, no. I like the mix. I think that men and women have different approaches to work and, um, and that it completes a team. To have Having a mixed team is really a resource. And, um, and it's also more fun. Okay. Um, and what do you what do you think female uh, female employees or female founders for that matter can uh, bring to the table uh, as opposed to men? Well, not so much as opposed to, but um, one thing I've I'm hearing more and more, and I guess I've been hearing it for now twenty years, is um, when a woman says, "I want to reach a certain milestone in my career." What she says is, I have to work hard. And, um, you know, just picking also an example from popular culture. I mean, think of Lady Gaga. Yes. When Lady Gaga says, and I love it when she does, I made it, but I worked hard for it. And I think us women have this, um, this concept of, I want to reach a goal, I have to work hard, which I think is a, is a great thing. Sometimes it's even too much. <laughs> 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 but um, but that's the, the, the determination I like uh, in my, let's say, fellow uh, women uh, entrepreneurs or, or in any profession, really. I think it's the determination and the, the will to do a lot and to work hard. It, and it's not opposed to men. It's not as... Um, but still, it's different for men because I don't think... And I don't want to, you know, be biased, but... But be biased myself, but I don't think men say we have to work hard, but men talk about luck and knowing the right people. That's, I mean, there's some difference, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, of course, if you are in a male-dominated sector, it's it's much easier to make it if you are a man, of course. But um, but things can be changed. I mean, I, I remember, I think it was like 15 years ago that in Italy, um, the armed forces opened to women. So rather late, I think, compared to other European countries, but um, but it's working, and then you know women are making it also in a profession which was always considered as a exclusively male one. So yeah, not that I think the the outlook is positive and things are changing. Yes, but um, you believe that a positive mindset is what we need. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because if you start if you start thinking that you're going to be um, you know, I'm a woman, I'm not going to make it in this context. You're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. But with age, I must say that um, I now notice when there is a gender bias. Okay. So that and I and how do you respond to that right now? I don't care. I just go on and I work hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's the spirit. That's yeah, the spirit. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, I think that's what really makes the difference sometimes that you, you have to be aware that there may be um, that that being a woman may influence um, the context and your your success, but if you if you play it right, you can still make it and uh, and have fun while doing it. So, 
thank you very much. Um, en bij deze mag ik een uh, nieuwe podcastaflevering afronden. Um, ik hoop dat je er evenveel van genoten hebt als ik. En indien je nog meer van deze verhalen wil, zeker subscriben op de podcast van Started. See you soon. Started a KBC podcast. This podcast is made possible thanks to our strategic partners, KBC, Telenet, the Kronos Group, Accenture, Mobile Vikings, Flanders DC, Join, IMAC and the University of Antwerp.